Welcome to the Tony Stewart Podcast, presented by Paperwork. Be prepared for life. Welcome. I'm pleased to be joined today by Sheila Mboga. Sheila is a financial literacy advocate, economist, entrepreneurship consultant, and founder of the Financial Wellness Center in the United Arab Emirates. Sheila is also the host of the Financial Wellness with Sheila Mboga show. Sheila, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Keisha, it's all mine, Tony. I am so excited to be here, and I believe it's going to be an amazing session. Fantastic. Yeah, well, I'm excited to have you. Uh, you know, I just love, as you and I have talked about, is being able to talk with somebody you know, around the world. It's, it's so exciting. So thank you for your time. So, you know, I always like to start out to find out more about you and who you are. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what is your origin story? How did you get started in financial literacy? Uh, that's, thank you so much for the great question. I, what I do is I help businesses and individuals to learn about money principles so that they can be able to achieve their financial goals as well as maintain their lifestyle. So what led me to become a financial literacy advocate is when I was growing up, I didn't have the opportunity to learn about financial education. So this resulted to me making a lot of financial mistakes, which um, I was able to correct with time. So I decided that um, to be able to help my fellow millennials and other people, let me start to educate those around me and of course use the internet to help people know some of the principles that I didn't know so that they cannot make the same mistakes as well as those who are already in the mistake, we find ways to help them correct them. Well, that's great and that's so important. And I, I, I think that it's um, good that you're concentrating on millennials is, uh, I, I think a lot of financial education right now is geared at people who are of an older age or so, you know, millennials sometimes get skipped in that conversation. I mean, would you find that millennials are sometimes skipped? Yes, sometimes millennials are skipped because we have a totally different perspective as compared to the earlier generation. How we view things is totally different from how the uh, earlier generation are viewed. Example is um, our pattern of uh, learning things is so different. A millennial doesn't want to listen to, um, let's say their parents, but they are ready to listen to their peer. So you mm -hmm. find that a lot of programs tend to skip millennials because they think that they are ahead of what is, the, what is considered as normal. That's great. Yeah. And, and that's something I've observed. And, and I know that your center and there's many other personal finance uh, content thought leaders who are geared towards millennials, but they also are millennials themselves. Uh, so, you know, that, that's fantastic. So you run the Financial Wellness Center. Can you tell us about the Financial Wellness Center? Thank you so much. Uh, Financial Wellness Center was created or was born on 2019. 
And um, as I mentioned earlier, the reason I started Financial Wellness Center is to help people and businesses learn money principles so that they can be able to achieve their financial goals as well as maintain their lifestyle. We see in the current world, a lot of people, they are torn in between, should I, how can I maintain my lifestyle and at the same time stick to my financial journey and become financially healthy. So that is one of the goals that Financial Wellness Center always seeks to achieve through its mission and vision. And uh, just to mention, in the under the Financial Wellness Center um, vision, I also started the Entrepreneurs Academy because I realized that a lot of businesses, uh, especially startups, they are always missing out on the critical business principles, which leads to most startups um, failing at, uh, at three years or less. So the Entrepreneurs Academy is basically focused on helping upcoming entrepreneurs learn some of these uh, entrepreneurship principles that they can apply in their businesses to just make sure their ideas or businesses are sustainable and become successful. Fantastic. And I like that you start off with principles. And, you know, I, I think it's those basic building blocks that if people don't know them, you know, you can't expect them to succeed. So that's, that's a great approach. And I, I think it's, you have to always start at the beginning, right? Yes. Fantastic. So one of the things you do is you empower people. Uh, can you tell us about how you empower people so that they can achieve their financial goals? Uh, that's a great question, Tony. Um, how I empower people, normally I offer my products and services uh, online since I came to the realization that you, to be able to reach a lot of people, then using the digital tools available is easier than, you know, uh, visiting them physically. And um, this has greatly made me and Financial Wellness Center to be able to impact and help people from all over the world, all the continents, since our services are offered online. And one of the things I also realized, um, most people are on social media. They spend a lot of time on social media. So I took that as a market niche to ensure that as they scroll on their social media account, let them bump into um, financial wellness center products and services, as well as you know any advice that we need, we feel that anyone needs to know out there. Fantastic. Um yeah, and so do you feel, you know, just in talking about it with your very smart decision to focus on online, do you feel like the timing was really good uh, with the pandemic, uh, with people discovering your content online? Yes, it is. Uh, it's actually the perfect timing because um, when I check my metrics for Financial Wellness Center ever since we started, I see there's a, a spontaneous growth um, as people are constantly 
viewing uh, the services and products you're providing. They're constantly uh, learning from what we share. So it's the perfect time because we are also in um, transitional period, not just because of the pandemic, but people are now moving from the traditional ways of doing things and coming on to digitization. And of course, from digitization, we use tools like uh, any social account or um, your online presence. So I believe it's the perfect time. Well, that's great. Yeah, and, and I shared <coughs> that. I, I, I think we were already seeing a trend towards that and the pandemic just accelerated that trend because, you know, like we discussed is you can connect with anybody around the world and get, you know, so much more information than ever before. Uh, and as to social media, as you point out, you know, you can also connect with people and, you know, just get more information. So I think that's wonderful. Um, and yesterday uh, I had the honor of joining you on your show. Uh, can you uh, please tell us about the financial wellness with Sheila and Boga show on YouTube? Absolutely. Um, the financial wellness with Sheila and Boga show is a very um, informative show that I started, um, I think, in 2020. Um, the reason I started this show is because I wanted to help people or empower people so that um, they can get to learn strategies um, that can help them build on wealth as well as maintain a healthy financial lifestyle. So um, one of the key reasons for financial wellness with Sheila Mboga, I consider it as a CSR activity that is community social responsibility because um, all the pro all the products that are there they are for free so that is a way of me and the financial wellness center giving back to the world because you might find there's someone who really needs financial uh, literacy products and services but they cannot afford so what can we offer them we can ask them to go to our YouTube channel and get to watch some videos that will help them. As well, um, we get to, uh, I also started the Wealth Wednesday show segment because I needed to bring people uh, from the financial and business world so that they can share their different perspectives on matters concerning business and money management, which so far has been very productive as, um, as, uh, as, may, as we saw yesterday during the show with you, a lot of people uh, gave, uh, gave us uh, very good feedback that they've learned a lot from, um, from industry expert, experts like you. So yes, that is the goal of financial wellness with Sheila Mboga. Yeah, and I would encourage um, anybody who's watching or listening to this podcast to check out Sheila's show. Uh, the link will be in the show notes so you can easily find the show. Uh, there are some great episodes that cover a very wide range of topics. Uh, the other thing, Sheila, you mentioned that, that I find just so powerful and important is your philosophy of empowering people. Um, you know, and, and we talked about that a little bit before, so we, 
you know, but I, I just think, you know, you've mentioned that a few times. And I think that's something in the financial literacy world that we need to concentrate on. Um, so who do you feel will benefit from the financial wellness with Sheila and Boga show? Is it millennials? Uh, will anybody benefit from it? I mean, everybody? <laughs> yes, everybody will benefit from it. Um, but usually my target, uh, the, the age range that I target is from 18 years old, because I believe once a person reaches 18 years, they are able to make uh, financial decisions. And this is the age uh, where most people start making financial mistakes because they do not have financial literacy, maybe from the foundation. Maybe they come from a home where nobody knew about financial education. So our target, um, our target market is usually people from the age of 18 years and any other person that is... Um, that has the desire and eagerness to build generational wealth as well as have a sustainable business. Well, fantastic. Uh, and, and I agree with you. I think you know, 18 and possibly even younger is you, you can't start too young in discussing and thinking about financial literacy education. And as you point out, is we often lack those tools as we become adults, but yet we're expected to manage so many things, uh, you know, college loans, if you go to college, uh, paying your rent, managing your bills, uh, but where do you learn that? So it's fantastic that you uh, have a show where you talk about those uh, subjects. Um, so what are some of the trends that you're seeing in financial literacy education? Uh, that's a great question, Tony. Um, I, I have seen four major financial, um, four major trends in the financial literacy education sector. Um, one of them being um, emotions versus logic. A lot of people, um, they want to make emotional choices instead of logical choices in the financial literacy um, uh, programs. So you find that someone, they want to um, have a shortcut when it comes to investment, but when you uh, give them a financial education whereby you are insisting that you need to, uh, first of all, research and understand what you're investing in, they feel like um, financial literacy is not a good thing. Then the second one is um, frugality versus extravagance. Uh, we live in a very uh, interesting world where everyone wants to impress social media at the expense of their pocket and future. So this has led to many people spending their future money uh, to satisfy today's desires. Uh, example, you'll find someone borrowing money just to buy, let's say, uh, a branded shoe because he wants uh, to take a photo, post it on social media, get likes and, you know, and all the nice comments, which is okay, but at what expense? So you find that most people don't want to be fragile. We don't say like fragility is not being stingy, but it's learning to know what you can afford. And of course, um, 
having a, what we call delayed gratification. And then the other point is um, we've seen quite a number of people. Uh, it's a challenge for people to save versus spend. Uh, we are in a very interesting world because uh, like 20 years ago, we didn't have internet as your basic expense or basic need. But right now, in your basic uh, expenses, internet has to appear because that is like part of our life right now. So you find that a lot of people, they are finding it a challenge to save and uh, as the expenses keep on piling up. And another thing is, uh, in our world, people don't want to save money. I've seen a lot of people, especially uh, millennials, they don't want to hear anything about retirement accounts because they believe in you only live once, which has become quite um, a challenge for us. And uh, the last one is um, we are having in, um, a problem with investing. Um, this is because based on the trends that happened in 2008 and now 2020, the, the, the financial market going down and extremely, most people are kind of scared to invest in anything. Thus, they prefer to have their money with them and have a checking account instead of a saving account, as well as uh, investing in volatile markets like the stock market. That's great. You know, and I would agree with you, those trends, um, you know, uh, and, and as you point out that frugality and, uh, you know, you're spot on with those trends. And I, I think that those are somewhat um, common issues around the world. And so I want to ask you is what do you feel are common financial issues for people all over the world? That's a great question, Tony. Um, the things that I feel are common issues, uh, financial issues all over the world, is uh, one of them is living on borrowed money. Uh, we are in a generation where access to uh, loan or any credit facility has been made very easy. It's just a click away. Now, uh, most of us, we lack the discipline. So you find someone, they borrow money, not because they have a plan on how they will utilize and repay it, but because they have the access. So you find, since my account has this amount of money or my paycheck is worth this much, and I can get access to this amount of loan, I will take it not because I need the money, but because I just want to, you know, use what is available at hand. And um, another thing is I've seen quite a number of people not having a financial plan. They have plans for vacation, they have plans for everything, but they do not have a financial plan. And one thing you, you can agree with me, you find people, they can, uh, they can spend even three hours watching um, a TV show or uh, scrolling on social media, but they cannot sit down for two hours to have a, a, a time to check on their finances. So this is something that has led to um, people not being able to really take control of their money. Rather, they allow money to take control of them. And the last one is lack of budgeting. Um, I've seen uh, 
a lot of people, when they hear the word budget, they feel scared. Even the facial expression changes because mm. there is the mindset that budgeting is um, it's a, it's a very hard thing. It's not something you need to do. But you see, lack of a budget leads you to not knowing where your money is going. And this is something that has cut across the world. A lot of people don't know how to budget. And as I always say, a budget is a roadmap to your financial journey. It guides you where you're going with your money. It helps you know what or where your money is going and how much you are able to utilize at a given point. Well, definitely. And um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, especially about budgets. I try to use the word uh, cash flow statement uh, to try to change that because people have that negative connotation. But I think that ties into the trends you were talking about is that if people spent that time uh, writing things out and thinking about it, that might help with some of the emotional uh, choices that people make with finances, as well as a frugality issue. Uh, you know, I, I, I know a few of my friends who are sneakerheads in the United States and, you know, they buy a lot of the new sneakers that come out and, you know, it's fine. Uh, they can collect it, but those shoes in U.S. dollars run two or $300 or more a pair. And so it's like, you know, I don't know, maybe someday their sneaker collection will be worth a lot of money, but, you know, on the other hand, they may be suffering with their retirement savings. So yeah, those, those are definitely issues all over the world. Uh, so as we talk about that is, you know, each country is unique. Um, what is unique about finances in the United Arab Emirates? Uh, what is unique here is um, the taxing method. Um, we have a very good taxing methodology whereby the income tax is not the income and is not taxed so this gives people the ability to do more with what they earn so if you are on a paycheck then your paycheck is not taxed so that is one very unique thing because all over most countries in the world they tax the income or the salary people get so that is the uniqueness with uh, United Arab Emirates, as well as there is very easy access to bank loans, especially mm -hmm. credit cards and car loans. Now, yeah. uh, which, has, which has been like uh, a sword that has, you know, your income is not taxed, but you're given uh, easy access to credit card. So you, found, you find that many people, they are misusing the credit card, which in turn leads to their paycheck being affected grossly. So, yeah, those are, that, those are the two unique things about United Arab Emirates with finances. There is very easy access for credit card and as well as auto loan. You can easily get it. However, things like mortgage and any other kind of loan, they are a bit strict, but yes. That that's interesting, and you know, I I know in the U.S. there's a lot of people uh, who feel that the U.S. would be better off without an income tax. Um, does the United Arab Emirates uh, do you have a value-added tax then 
on goods that you buy? Yes, we do have. It actually started maybe like two years ago, but before uh, it wasn't there. Okay. Yeah, yes. you know, it's, that's a very different way of doing it. Uh, you know, that's, that's a whole other <laughs> subject, getting into tax law and everything. Uh, so, you know, this is a question I ask everybody. Uh, what is your number one tip on being financially prepared? Uh, my number one tip is always have a budget and an emergency fund. This is because we have seen with the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, most people did not have an emergency fund and they were grossly affected, including businesses. So having an emergency fund will cushion you for um, against unforeseen uh, issues or um, things that may arise. And uh, I always say an emergency fund should be able to cater your expenses for at least three to six months. And if you don't have uh, a lot of financial responsibility, try your best and make it to be one year so that you can uh, reduce your chances of having financial stress. And another one which I made it to be one is budget. Always have a budget, no matter what, no matter how your income is, because I've seen people saying, I earn very little, so I don't need a budget. Please have a budget. Whether you earn little or you earn a lot, have a budget as it helps you learn how to maintain good money habits. Well, that's great advice. And I agree with you, Have having a budget or at least thinking in terms of, you know, spending less than you bring in. And that gets into the points that you brought up earlier about the free credit is that just can wreck a budget is all of a sudden people have significant loan payments. And I think the other thing that you bring up is critically important, especially people found this during the pandemic is having the emergency fund. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't have one and a lot of people suffered during the pandemic and are still suffering because they've lost some of their income or yeah. even their housing and they didn't have an emergency fund and it had a dramatic impact. So that's, that's great advice. So Sheila, as we wrap up, um, and I'll put all URLs in uh, the show notes, is what is the best place? Where can people learn more about you and keep up with you and your work? I thank you so much, Tony. Um, people can contact me on Facebook. We have a Facebook page under the name Financial Wellness Center. They can also check out our LinkedIn page, Financial Wellness Center, as well as follow us on Instagram at Financial Wellness Center, or write me an email on Financial Wellness Center, sorry, an email at info at financialwellnesscenter.co.ke. Fantastic. Well, Sheila, thanks again for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Pleasure is all mine. Well, fantastic. And thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to the Get Ready with Tony Stewart podcast. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. Until next time.